Welcome back. It's a beautiful Monday evening, April 26th. Today, the NFL draft is fast approaching in only three days. Um, all of, or I guess not everyone, but just the first rounders will find their new homes and start their new NFL careers. So today, me and Joe will be forming our consensus mock draft. The way we are going to be doing this is we will each make our pick for the given team at the time. And if we agree on the pick, that's obviously going to be our pick. And if we disagree, um, we'll have you know some, some brief moments to try to talk the other person into our pick. But assuming that on most of them we won't be able to, we do have a coin handy, also known as Siri, to uh, help us through those. So we're going to get started right away with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I don't think this is going to take too long. Um, by the way... This mock draft is what we think is going to happen, not necessarily what we would do. So, And before we get into the Jags pick, just to clarify, this ain't no regular series. This is the British series. So that with that being said, on the clock, Jacksonville Jaguars, who do you take, Jack? Well, I would also like to say I feel like the British series might have some... Uh, oh. some some you know influence on the Jaguars, considering the Jaguars are a national team. So I'm assuming that Trevor Lawrence will get the opportunity to play in front of some national fans, international fans over the next couple seasons. Do you not, agree? Not right now with COVID. Are they not? Are they not playing overseas at the moment? I think they did. They not last season. No, Europe. Europe's like worse right now. They got like the new strain or strand, not strain. This ain't weed. My bad. Um. Strand <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> so like they're on lockdown. It ain't right gotta now. be Europe. He could play in Mexico. He could play in. Well, I know, but like in... they play in London. That's why the Jags are like known for playing. Yeah, in London. yeah, no. I, I, I. But anyways, that's not the point. You know, you know who the pick is, Trevor Lawrence. Just like we know who. The it's pick. consensus yeah. the way it should be. The top three, we kind of. Yeah, we, we well, not necessarily no, the top three. No, no, you're not just, necessarily you're just the top the... three. But top two, I think we can say is consensus. Is with the number two pick. I'll start this one as well. I'm gonna sell, or I would select. Not I would select, but Zach Wilson, I believe, is gonna be the Jets pick um, out of BYU. He's done basically everything you could want your franchise quarterback to do. The Jets have pretty much already locked his pick in. Sam has already talked to former New York Jet quarterbacks, trying to learn what it was like being the quarterback of the Jets. So I believe you can basically lock this in. Anything you want to add? Um, you know, yeah, Zach Wilson's got to be the pick. It's been known for, what, the past two months. Even when they had Darnold still, I feel like everyone kind of knew they're going quarterback. It was just a matter of who. Um, I don't necessarily see it. I think that there's a very large chance for him to bust compared to a Justin Fields who's more uh, refined and who's more NFL-ready, I would say. Uh, Zach Wilson looks like he has, like, the look, I guess, of the new modern quarterback and has the potential, but being that he's on the Jets or he's going to go to the Jets, I just think there's more of a chance of him busting just because the Jets have been a dumpster fire. They have not gotten the quarterback right for, you know, unless you want to consider um, Mark Sanchez, Mr. Butt Fumble, no, to be no, a success. I'm going to pass on that. Yeah, that's kind of where you're at. I, I think that's one of the main things that can be seen. I don't think it's necessarily Zach's fault, but I do think just being drafted as a situation alone, I think any of the quarterbacks would probably have their best chance of busting um, if they got drafted by the Jets. So it's unfortunate, but maybe Zach Wilson can break um, what everyone's trying to say that he could potentially bust. And you never know, maybe the Jets are going to be you know, a real team over the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, who knows, under Sala, maybe things might change, but 
we'll see. Yeah. And with that being said, Niners on the clock. Um, who you got here, Jack? So the deliberation has been tough with this one. You know, I, I it's hard for me not to be biased considering I do have money. It may just be $25, but I do still have money on Justin Fields to be this number three overall pick. Which is cringe. I think there's still a great chance that it could be Fields, and obviously the Niners have said that they're picking between Lance and Jones, so there's obviously a decent chance for this pick to be Lance as well. But I think I'll come to my senses for this, and I'm going to select Mac Jones with the Niners. Interesting. Okay, I was going to go Mac Jones too. I thought we were going to have to debate this right now, but... I guess not. I'm glad you came to your senses. I really disagree with the Niners, and I think every you've, you've heard this multiple times. I think everyone disagrees with the idea of trading multiple first-round picks away to trade trade up for a guy like Mac Jones, who might not have as much upside as the other quarterbacks in the draft. My biggest problem with the Niners specifically taking him is I don't think Mac Jones does anything actually better than Jimmy Garoppolo on day one. You gave up multiple first-round picks in the future to, in my opinion, not even upgrade at a position. So I don't understand what the Niners are doing, but most of the signs do point to Mac Jones being this pick, so I think you can lock it in. I think the major thing with the Niners taking Mac Jones in the comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo is just the health. Like, it's the accountability. Like, you can at least have a Mac Jones play. Like, you're not guaranteed Jimmy Garoppolo 16 games. Um I just think I agree that giving up multiple first-round picks, moving up was unnecessary. If Mac was the player that you were going to go with, you could have snagged him at 12 easily. He would have definitely been on the board. Um, I just think that they're trying to put themselves in a win-now position, and Mac Jones, I guess, is that guy coming from Bama compared to a Trey Lance, who's obviously more of a project. Uh, Justin Fields is also, I guess... A project, not really. He's, I would say he's NFL ready. I, I don't think know. Justin Fields is by far the second best quarterback in the class. But listen, he's yeah, fall. I agree too. I don't know. I don't understand why like scouts and analysts are like picking him apart and like it just doesn't make sense. He's the guy, I guess, this year that's gonna slip and whoever gets him, shit, that puts you in an even better position because the more he slips, the better team he gets to. We'll talk more about Fields yeah. hopefully soon, but. We can lock in Jones at three. Man, where is he I mean, on this thing? That's so. I think I think I think he passed him. I think he was at the top. All right, with that. Uh... Moving on, we got the Atlanta Falcons, and I do want to make it clear that we don't know who the other person is going to be picking with each one of these picks. So we we're not going to be prepared really further down the line for who we're going to want to take. But for me, we can also do trades in this. We should make that clear. Oh, yeah. Do you want to trade this Atlanta pick? Because I'm down. Because I think that they should. Who do you want to trade up with? Who do you think? Um, well, how far back do you think they should go? Because I'd want them to take a defensive player. I 100% I agree. Think, I think they should move out of the top 10. I, I also 100% agree. So who do you think is available that someone would want to trade up for? Maybe a Kyle Pitts or maybe one of the other quarterbacks that's still available, Justin Fields or uh, Trey Lance? See, this is like a prime spot for New England, I think, to trade up to four and like ensure they get Justin Fields while he's still around at four. But, I mean... I'm here for it. I think that's really interesting. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm down to just fully agree and we can lock that in in our mock draft. Because, like I already said, I think Justin Fields is the second best quarterback in this class. He's performed it in multiple systems in college. Um, he's 
you know, he's he, he's can run, he can pass, he's got a huge arm. Uh, I think he's going to be a great compliment to Cam Newton. I think he can sit behind him for maybe not even the whole season, maybe just seven or eight games if Newton begins to struggle. Believe that Fields will step in and probably be a huge improvement for the Patriots. Uh, I mean, I think this is perfect if they can get Justin Fields. I think he can learn a lot from Cam Newton, previous NFL MVP, been to the Super Bowl. You know, he's got a lot of knowledge. Um, I think that he should sit the whole year, take a whole year to soak in this New England system. It's a very difficult and uh, intricate system. Um, I think with how Cam Newton came into the past season, you know, no off season. Um, no OTAs, came in late actually, and to come into this Belichick system, he did not too bad, I don't think. Yeah. So I think if you give Justin Fields a year to sit, I th- I could see the Patriots being dangerous in a year or two. It, it definitely depends on the way the next season goes, depending on if Fields gets in. I, think. I don't think he should get in. I think he should sit the entire year, play in Week 17 for a quarter or whatever the hell. You know? I mean, yeah, we'll see. It's it's a conversation to be had, but he would need to get selected. I just think first, I obviously. I think if it's like anywhere else, yeah, you can argue to start him day one. It's just because it's like Belichick's system, but I'm cool with it. Yeah. So we got the Bengals at five now. I'll let you you make your pick first here. See, this is interesting because I know that Pitts is still on the board, Sewell's on the board, and Chase is on the board. You know, Sewell's the smart pick. Chase is the pick that looks pretty. Hits is, you know, just as pretty as Chase, I would say. Maybe the best player on the board. Yeah, I would agree that he's the best player on the board. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. I would say, just in terms of being smart, Sewell's the right pick. you got to protect Burrow. Believe it or not, we're five picks in, and we are still not going to have to use our coin, as I am also going to agree, I think Penny Sewell is probably the smartest pick here for the Bengals. Uh, I think they need to protect Burrow, and in my opinion, I think their weapons are good enough. You got T. Higgins coming off of a pretty solid rookie year. Tyler Boyd's a great slot. And you do have a couple other receivers still with, like, you know, the big body to Auden Tate. Oh, Auden Tate, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, the, he's the, young, too. They, they, he they could got, develop still. They got a couple other dudes there that I just don't think you really need to be taking a weapon this early in the draft. If you want to revisit this in, you know, the third or fourth round, go for it. But I don't think you need to go with a weapon this early in a draft with as many weapons as this one. See, I mean... Just looking at the trend of the NFL, it's either, like, if you want to compete and win a Super Bowl, you have to either have a quarterback, a veteran quarterback on, like, a friendly contract or, which is just Tom Brady, or win on a rookie deal. There's a stat that the past 10 seasons, it's been, or nine seasons, it's been uh, four Super Bowl winners were quarterbacks on the rookie deal, four were from Tom Brady, and one was from Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the anomaly. So I think like in that sense, and you sense, can't like, call Peyton he, Manning an anomaly either. I mean, you know, he might as well be Tom Brady. Well, no, no, no. But it's I'm saying because he oh, was getting paid. Be getting paid. Yeah, yes, that's yeah, why. Yeah, no, I but like, um, so I mean, I get it in that sense. If you want to like load him up and give him weapons and like, but I think you got to protect him because what good is Burrow if he's not healthy and on the field? I agree. I think it's an obvious pick that they're going to go O line here, and I think Sewell is the clear best O lineman. So moving on to the Dolphins and. I think this is another really interesting spot, but in this draft, for me, I think Kyle Pitts is still here, and I think the Dolphins would be crazy not to take him. Uh, I know you got Mike Gesicki, and he's a solid tight end, but I think Brian Flores could probably you know, figure out how to use two great tight ends on the field together. 
I think Pitts also has a lot of potential to potentially line up on the outside as just a you know a traditional wide receiver and still be dominant there. Tua needs weapons, and I think Pitts might be the best weapon in this draft, and the opportunity to get him at six is unbelievable. See, I I don't disagree with that pick, but I just think it'd be interesting if you get Jalen Waddle to the Dolphins. Yeah, with, with his chemistry already with Tua, I, I agree. I think that's interesting. I, Waddle might be my favorite receiver in this class. So, I don't know. Would, do I have to talk you into Waddle, or are you going to have to try and talk me into Pitts, or... I'm, I mean, I don't know how you couldn't already be talking into Pitts. Pitts is, you know, everyone's talking about him like he's a perennial Hall of Famer. I just think that, I know you can line him up at receiver. That's a good point. My other problem that I have with, with Jalen Waddle is he's too similar to other receivers the Dolphins already have. I think he lines up as someone that is basically the same thing as Will Fuller on day yeah, one. Yeah, that's he's a good a, point. He's a great deep threat. He's very speedy. I just think that Will Fuller's not, like, consistently on the field his health you know he got suspended eight games last season it's just like is he even going to be on the field for Tua like this like at least Jalen Waddle guarantees some like reliability and they have the chemistry too on top of that Kyle Pitts is the most reliable well, yeah, and, no, I, you know, yeah. big bodied receiver what do you say should we flip the coin or are we going Pitts at five I or say, Pitts at six I say flip a coin alright so for these coin flips Joe will be heads and I will be tails so Let's see what Siri says. Flip a coin. Oh, we're well, it did. It says tails, but we're gonna make sure it makes the noise next time. It's because your ringer was off. Oh, that's a good point. All right, so we're gonna make sure it makes the uh, the noise next time. But it was tails, so that's me. So Kyle Pitts will be the sixth pick of of the draft of our consensus draft. And up next, we got the Lions, and I want to trade down. I don't know about you. I know, I know exactly what you're about to do. I agree. I think we should trade down. Okay, so I mean, this is this is a trade that I've made. In the a Lions. Couple, before you make the trade, I think talk that about them. The Lions, they just have a lot of needs. So you know, get some more value out of this pick. You're not gonna. I don't think seven's gonna change anything. You still need a lot. So might as well move back. There's also really not a great fit here. I I, I think for any like major needs that they do have. I mean receiver. I mean they could go receiver obviously, but I think there's still a lot of good receivers on the board. I think it, you know, kind of kind of be foolish to take the first one when you're a team with a lot of needs like we said. So, my theory and just an idea for a trade is I think the Chargers are going to trade up here to try to grab the second best O-lineman on the board in Rashawn Slater. Um this is a trade that I've thought a lot about, and I think the Chargers are really looking to upgrade their O-line in the best way possible. I know they probably could stay and wait and select a guy like an Elijah Vera Tucker or a Tevin Jenkins, but I think Rashawn Slater is significantly better than those two dudes and would really upgrade um, kind of one of the last things the Chargers need to upgrade in order to be a top-tier team. Yeah, I mean, I think... If you get Slater, that kind of puts you in a win-now situation. You solidify that offensive line. I think you may be a weapon or two away from being elite and competing with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, your defense is solid. The secondary starting to age a little bit. Um, they definitely have more holes, but like we said before, yeah. you got to protect your young guys. When yeah, you no, I agree. I, mean, I, it's, I, it's, it's a huge... I agree with that pick and trade 100%. I think you want to guarantee that Herbert's going to be protected. I mean, look at Brady. They got Tristan Wirfs. He was instant. Yeah. Wasn't he all pro this year? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, just instant game changer. As unsexy as the offensive line picks are, like, it's just necessary. 
So the Lions are going to move down to 12. So we will or no, hear, 13. 13, sorry. So we will hear more from them later. Uh, and then with our next pick, we got the Carolina Panthers. See, this is an interesting like spot for the Panthers. I agree. See, this is where we're starting going to start to go off script a little bit because I got no idea now. I think what team do you think needs a weapon? Do you think could you see the Ravens trading up to eight, trading both their first round picks, or something like that, just to get like a Jamar wow. Chase? Wow! Wow! I could see that. Now that you say it, because I think the Panthers are another team with, with a lot of needs. I, yeah. I, you know what? Screw it. I'm gonna just say yeah. Let's do it. Let's say. The 27 and 31 straight up for 8, and I, I think I like Jamar Chase here for the Ravens. Yeah, so picking at 8, the Baltimore Ravens select Jamar Chase. And yeah, Jamar Chase is kind of exactly what Lamar Jackson needs. Um, A you know, weapon. And their names rhyme, Lamar to Jamar. I think that... Oh, dude, that's per <laughs> Dude. I think I think we just put together a match made in heaven and uh, dude, it's gotta happen. And I also really like this move for the Panthers. Um, similar to the Lions, I think the Panthers are a team with a lot of needs. So I, you know, I, I like this, and I think you could kind of interchange the last two trades as well. If you want, you can say the Lions traded down with the uh, Ravens, and, you know, picked up those two late firsts and vice versa with the Chargers making this move with the Panthers but we're going we're, we're, we're going to stick with the way we had it just cuz that's the way we it came to mind and I love Jamar Chase going to the Ravens I think that's a perfect fit. Yeah, I just off the fly, off the rip, man. <laughs> that's you know, that's how the draft goes, that's how these mock drafts go. You got the the Broncos on the clock. I'll let you start with this one as well. Oh. Start talking and I'll You I'll know, I, I just the Broncos need a lot too. They're in a interesting situation. Um, Mac or who's the last quarterback available? In Mac this? Jones is available, but I just feel like Mac Jones is too not similar, but just like no Mac Jones isn't available. We took Mac Jones at three. Oh, that's it's, actually it's Lance. Lance. It is oh, Lance. Wow, yeah. never mind. That's yeah, an easy pick. I've completely yep. Trey Lance. All right, yeah. No, I I mean he already took Lance, but I'm I you got no argument for me here. I think I, Lance, I know you got to go yeah, Lance. Lance is the perfect quarterback, perfect pick here for the Broncos. If if. The, but see, that's just the least stable spot to put him in because you need Lance to sit a year and soak in the system. I and think I feel you like can give him that opportunity, at least the opportunity Drew to compete with Drew Locke. No, and yes. I assume, I assume if Trey Lance shows up and is better than Drew Locke, I, you know, why would you sit him? But I think obviously you assume that Drew Locke is probably going to be better at least for the immediate future, the next one to two years. So you give Lance, you know, a little bit of time and hope Locke shows you something that maybe you can get a little bit of trade value out of him, something like that. But you're still building up Trey Lance to be your, you know, soon to be everyday starter. Oh no, I agree, but I just think that especially with Trey Lance, it would be beneficial for him to sit a year, like no matter what team he goes and to. And you don't think he can do that on the Broncos? Start right away? You, you don't, you don't, oh no, I don't think Drew Locke because Drew Locke's not gonna be good enough. I just don't think like that's the worst situation. But if for Trey, Trey unless Lance. Trey Lance is significantly better, why wouldn't they just start Drew Locke the whole year? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I get it. But like, is your plan to tank the year and just like try and not necessarily tank? I think you can still be good or serviceable I with mean, Drew Locke. I don't think he's awful. I don't think he's the worst quarterback in the league. But we saw like how that played out. They landed in the top ten. That's where they're gonna land again if they. Let Drew Locke start the whole year. Well, then, yeah, it's a tank season, and you got you're gonna have the opportunity to add a great weapon or a great defensive talent or a great defensive player for Trey Lance. You know, you yeah. never know. But uh, if I that's guess, the route that they go, then I'm I all guess for we're it. moving on, and we got the uh, Dallas Cowboys now at ten, and uh, we still got 
I, it's got to be Sertain. Yeah, they, we got both of the top corners available, and I, I know a lot of people like J.C. Horn over for, over Patrick Sertain, but over here at least, me hey, and Joe, we're, you know, we're big Bama, Sertain guys. Listen, Bama to Dallas, it's just a match made in heaven. Put them in the two biggest markets. You know, he's yeah. meant for it. Absolutely, I, I, you can't, you can't really argue with that. I think the Cowboys have taken a couple of Bama players in the past. Trayvon Diggs last season, yeah, you obviously. Got, you got to pair him up with this teammate. You have that chemistry. You can't create chemistry. It, it, it like, makes too much sense. It just here. makes too much sense. Exactly. With that being said, the New York Giants on the clock. And, and I, I think this is another pick that makes too much sense, at least in my opinion. For me, I'm taking Jalen Waddle here. I think he's the perfect complement to uh, Kenny Galladay, who was their big free agent acquisition. I think Galladay's a great receiver, but he isn't really someone that's going to, you know, break down a defense. And But you know what is going to break down? His body. <laughs> that boy can't stay healthy. I know that because I had him in fantasy. Well, regardless if he's healthy or not, I think Waddle would be a great compliment or a great number one if, you know, he's not out there. I know the Giants do have a lot of other slot receivers and Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard, but at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter when you can add one of the best weapons in college football and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, no, I mean, I can't really disagree with it. I don't have much to add. I think it's a, I don't know, necessarily match made in heaven just because, you know, Daniel Jones, Daniel Dimes is still throwing the ball. But, like, it's good. And Once they get a quarterback, oh, damn, dude, Giants are going to be dangerous. Yeah, no, they're, they're definitely set up, and I think they're giving Daniel Jones no excuses. Oh, basically see, but that's the thing. You shouldn't be giving Daniel Jones this chance. You should have just already... You messed that up. Well, I mean, who, who, who are you taking here at 11? You can't, you know. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, you have to take Jalen Waddle. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm just saying, like, it's unfortunate that this team is set up so well and Daniel Jones is under center. No doubt. And uh, I think this is another, at least in my opinion, another really obvious pick. Um, Devontae Smith is still available, right? I just want to make yes, sure. Yes, yes, yeah. he is. I'm going to go to. I think. Oh, so we might have some disagreement, but I'm going to start just talking about Devontae Smith because Devontae Smith is one of the best separators um, in all of college football last season, and I think Jalen Hurts, who proved himself to at least be kind of a gamer last season, you know, could bring the Eagles, keep him in a lot of games. Um, he might not be the most accurate, though, so to get, to get a guy like Devontae Smith who can literally just be, you know, without anyone around him 10, 10 yards, 10 feet away, so... I'm going to go Devontae Smith here for the Eagles, and we'll see what Joe says. See, that's the obvious pick, and I can't really disagree with that. But, like, I just think you got to go corner. I think J.C. Horn's available. Look at the teams that he's going up against, uh, you know, or look at the teams that the Eagles are going up against. They got Dallas. They got uh, the Washington football team. They got the Giants. Like, they have to defend all these receivers. We just had Jalen Waddle go uh, – Jalen Waddle, go, Jesus, Jalen Waddle go to the Giants. You know, like we just mentioned Kenny Galladay. They have Kyle Rudolph. They have Evan Ingram. Um, you know, Dallas and their trio of receivers. I yeah. just think that you gotta get that defensive backs I'm solidified. Not, you know? I'm not even gonna try to argue against yeah. this. I, I think it's Derek a great Slay's pick. Kind of old now. I so honestly like, think it could honestly be a coin flip for the Eagles. It's whatever need they feel like is worse. In my opinion, it's receiver, but. You could also make an argument for corner, so... I, I, I just you, think, like, you know... You want to get a corn involved? Yeah. All right, so we got Devontae Smith will be tails, and J.C. Horn will be heads. Flip a coin. Oh. Try Flip again. a coin. Tails. 
Tails. So that's going to be Devontae Smith. I'm getting it again. Bro, Siri just out here <laughs> sabotaging. So I think that I think that's the correct pick, so I'm pretty happy about that. All right, now moving on, we got the Chargers, who are actually going to be the Lions in, in, in our mock at here at 13. And uh, here's where it's going to get interesting. What are we going to do here with the Detroit Lions? We basically needs all over the field. I mean, do you think they take a shot at Caleb Farley? I think Caleb Farley is interesting. I don't think a who'd they just take this last draft? Uh, Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Do you think they want to like try and take another shot at corner? I think they could. I don't. I just don't think Farley's the guy here. I, I think if they were to go corner, they'd probably go J.C. Horn, who you, you were just talking about. I think you might have just forgotten about him because you no, thought. No, I think him. that no, I think that Farley has more upside. It's just the injury history. I think Horn definitely has more upside, but regardless, I don't think the Lions are necessarily going to go with a corner here. In my opinion, after looking through the, the options, I would probably say that the Lions are going to select Micah Parsons here at 13. I think it makes sense that they would trade down with the intentions of drafting someone like him. I think they definitely need to get better on the defensive side of the ball, and I think they are obviously just invested a lot into Jeff Okuda. So that being said, I think maybe a linebacker or someone in the front seven would be a little bit of a better option. You also look at someone maybe like Quiddy Pay, um, keeping him in the state of Michigan, but I'm going to select uh, Michael Parsons here. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add. I think Michael Parsons is a solid pick for the Lions. I think that they have a lot to address, but might as well solidify that linebacking core. Um, moving on to the Vikings. Who do you have selecting? I'm going to let you start with the Vikings. Oh, okay. Because uh, I know who I want, but I want to hear who you want first, so potentially we can get a coin flip in here. I'll take Quiddy Pay. Oh, okay. So, so he likes Quiddy Pay for the Vikings, who I think I think is a good pick. I think he'd, you know, fill a big need on the edge for them. But I like the Lions, or sorry, not the Lions. I like the Vikings to go on the offense here, uh, specifically with an offensive lineman. I think Elijah Vera Tucker is the perfect, absolutely perfect fit for the Vikings. Uh, I think he can play left tackle or left guard for him, like he did at USC. Um, so I think, you know, the Vikings are a team with needs all over the offensive line. Uh, you need to protect Kirk Cousins, who's not really the most mobile of guys. Um, they just lost a uh, cut Riley Reef, who's playing for the Bengals now, I believe. So I think an O lineman makes a lot of sense here in the first round. I mean, yeah, they just have a lot of needs. I mean, you look at their defense last year; it was atrocious off the start. Zimmerman's a good defensive coach too, so it's like I think Quiddy Pay is a match made in heaven for him. I can't fault you for that. Like I said, I mean, I considered Pay with the last pick, but. I'm still gonna go offense. So we got a we not we got another coin flip here. Yeah, we got another coin flip. Vera Tucker will be tails and Quipe will be heads. Flip a coin. It's tails this time, bro, dude. <laughs> and and we, it's gonna be Elijah Vera Tucker here at pick fourteen. <laughs> you know the cards have just not gone in Joe's favor yet, but uh, we got a little bit more time. And now at pick fifteen, we have the Atlanta Falcons picking. Oh, that's true. I kind of forgot about that. We do have the Falcons here at fifteen. Obviously, the uh, Patriots traded up for um, Justin Fields. Uh, where do you go here? Oh, uh, I'm I'm gonna hear, or I'll, I'm gonna say what I'd do because I think it's obvious. J.C. Horn's still available, right? Go down. I think he's yeah, he's no, he's available. But yeah. I was gonna go Quiddy Pay. Oh, okay. So we might have another disagreement, but I'm I'm gonna talk you into J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. Is, oh, you don't need to talk me into J.C. Horn. I'd want J.C. Horn. Oh, I know why. I you, just don't I know, want J.C. Horn. I know. I know why he wants Quiddy Pay now. We got the Cardinals at 16, but. 
J.C. Horn is the correct pick here for the Falcons. They have a huge, huge, huge needed corner. I know they tried, you know, with a couple of dudes in the past couple of years, like Kendall Sheffield and A.J. Terrell, but none of them have really worked out the way that they've wanted them to. J.C. Horn, I think, has potential to be cornerback number one in this class, even over Sertan. No way the Falcons pass up Sertan, or not Sertan, sorry, J.C. Horn here at 15. Yeah, I mean... You're not wrong, but I just think that the Falcons they have a lot of needs again. They need to get at the quarterback better. They need to defend receivers better. They just need to do everything better on defense. You saw, like, their offense was not the problem at all. They How many leads did they blow? This Quite a few. A lot. Quite a few. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's hard I to think, argue against Cody and, and I think that uh, looking at the Super Bowl, it shows having, like, elite pass rush and getting at the quarterback is definitely important recipe for winning and i think that for the atlanta falcons if they're in a win now situation they might be just one pass rush away from being competitive in the division that's kind of open for the most part besides obviously the bucks but that second seed's open i wouldn't give it to the saints uh james winston hasn't proven himself yet so i think we got another coin flip then Yep, another coin flip. Like I said, it's it's tough to argue against Pay. I think if I were to pass up on Horn, I would probably go with Pay. I think they could definitely look to upgrade their pass rush, but I think J.C. Horn just has too much upside here at 15. So let's see what Siri says. J.C. Horn will be tails. Pay will be heads. Flip a coin. It's tails. Bro, dude. Just, no, 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 All no, right. no. So, so. No, no, hold up. Pull out your phone. All right. We're, we're, we're switching. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Can I, can I get Horn, though? Yeah, no, no, you get horn, but right, we're right, switching we're, it. We're, for, for, our ne- for our next one, we will be switching to my phone. The, my phone tweaking. I, I think the mail, the mail Siri might be a little bit rigged, but J.C. Horn is off the board. Sorry, Cardinals fans. Ooh, okay. I'm going to let the Cardinals fans start with his own team, naturally. I really, you know, I just don't know if I want <laughs> Caleb Farley, and but where do we go here? Because it's like, this is a huge question mark, in my opinion. I think I'm think i not is... going... Like, I think we could trade back. I want to trade back with the... Um... I'm willing to be open to this. G- give, me, give me a scenario, and I'll tell you if I like it. Uh... Who, who's a player on the board that's worthy of being traded up for? Quiddy Pay is a dude we've been talking a lot about. Bills to get... Bills? Najee. So not that, it's sixteen. So Jeez. that so that they can get ooh actually not nah, never. I'm mind. not gonna give you that. Okay. I, I'm I'm a big Najee guy, but I'm not giving you bills moving up at sixteen for him. That's a good point, but maybe because they think that like the Dolphins might take Najee at eighteen because that's being talked about a lot. That's interesting. You know that's you know all right. You're talking me into it now because they're also interdivisional. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even think of that either. Yeah, no, I think that, I mean, or they could go Quiddy Pay either way because they need an edge rusher. So it's whatever. Yeah. I still think that's a lot for the Bills. I don't know. I'll, you know, the good teams have been aggressive. I'm going to give it to you. But are, are they taking Najee? But I'm only going to give it to you if they take Najee. I don't I'll think go, they would I'll trade up for Pay. So, so Cardinals are now at 31. Car- Cardinals are now at 31. We got a or lot 30, of 30. Tra- my bad. We got a lot of trades going on in this mock draft. We'll try to keep track of them the best we can. But oh, I, I got them. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 I'm super excited to see Najee Harris going in the top, top half of the first round. That is awesome. Najee Harris is one of my favorite players in this draft. I think he's a generational talent at running back, and 
has not really been treated as such. So I think I think this is a great fit. The Bills obviously need a running back. I think that's sick for them to to trade all the way up from thirty to get him here. Yeah, no, I don't have much to add. I think that he's the best running back in his class. I think that he has a lot of upside, especially depending on the team that he goes to. Uh, it's being rumored that like the Steelers want him, and I think that the Bills is a better fit. I think that they're in a prime position to win now. So I think that Najee puts him over the top, you know, gives him more dynamic on offense. Um, and with that being said, we have the 17th pick, the Las, Las Vegas, Vegas Raiders. Raiders. The Raider fan, would you like to go first? I would love to go first here. And I think, um, in my opinion, this has to be a little, an alignment. Um, I'm going to say Tevin Jenkins is the obvious pick here, in my opinion, just because uh, he has a little bit more experience playing on the inside and on the right side, which the Raiders have a bigger need at. Um, over Christian Derrissaw is the dude I'm comparing him to. I think those are the two guys that are kind of being talked about in this kind of second tier of tackles next to Elijah Vera Tucker. Um, so I, I think Tevin Jenkins is the obvious pick. He's a little bit more refined as a run blocker as well, who, you know, with Josh Jacobs behind him, can't hurt. So I'll go Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State for the Raiders. Yeah, I mean... He did make Chuba Hubbard a Heisman candidate a couple years ago. Very good point. Very good point. So I'm a it's kind of hard Hubbard to argue guy. that. You just brought in Kenyon Drake. You got Josh Jacobs still. So speaking of which, Chuba Hubbard might you know see his name called on one of these nights by the Raiders. That would be sick. Honestly, we could we that could would use be a, awful. We could we could not <laughs> use a backup running back at all. So yeah, that is like the last thing you need. You know, may, maybe a seventh round Chuba Hubbard selection if he somehow falls that far. But I I I don't no no absolutely not. So the Dolphins are on the clock. Or is this the Dolphins? Yes, this yes. is the Dolphins. Dolphins are on the clock at eighteen. I'll let you start with this one since I started with the last. You know, I think you got to keep the Miami man in Miami. Go Jalen Phillips. Yeah, I mean, with I mean, they went pits with their first pick, so I think it definitely makes a lot of sense for you know a defensive-minded head coach to go defense here. Yeah, it's definitely between Jalen Phillips and Quiddy Pay for me. I um, just think it, you know, Miami, Miami. Yeah, no, I, for the culture, I, man, I, you got to do it. I love the Miami to Miami connection. Um, I'm willing to go Jalen Phillips here. I think he's got a, lot, a little bit more upside, and I think the, the Dolphins, with as many picks as they have, are willing to take some more chances. Um, so I'll, I'm willing to say Jalen Phillips will be the pick here at 19, at 19, keeping him in-state, playing for the Miami Dolphins. Not even in-state, in-city, playing for the Miami Dolphins. That's on God. Hopefully he doesn't get concussed. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> very, very true. On um, pick 19, we have the Washington football team. By the way, what do you think their name is going to be? Ooh, that's a good question. Like, like, do I they have a, like betting odds for that? I wonder. Not, not that I've seen. Maybe not yet. I'm sure they'll be out at some point. For a while, I thought they were going to stick with Washington Football Team. That'd be the, cringe. The WFT. That'd be People cringe. say it's cringe, but I, I think they'll probably go with something still around their their city or not their city or Washington D.C. is a city. Something around Washington, probably like. You know, Washington. I've seen Washington Football Club, like FC, kind of like how like you know European teams do that, but it'd be American football. That's cringe. There, there's some interesting options. I personally think they're going to try to keep it around the city, but maybe they'll just pick a random name. They should be the Washington Rednecks. Washington you know, Rednecks. Because you know that's not offensive. White people, you can't offend. How many white Rednecks people. you think are, wa- are in Washington D.C. though? 
Quite a few. They got some good hunting grounds down there. I feel like they don't. They got the White House. <laughs> they do. They do have the White House. Why do you think White House on lockdown? Maybe the they got hunters. The Washington White Houses. No, that's cringe. Yeah, no, I don't. Just call them Donald Trump. I like. I like Washington football team. I think they should stick with it. But um, it doesn't have like a ringer jingle. But anyways, that's, that's, we're, not, we're, that's, we're, that's not what this is about. This yeah. is about who they're taking at nineteen, and I don't know yet. So let me let me let me take a sec. And I think, in my opinion, um, I think this has to be a, a tackle. Um, they got, I believe it's uh, Cornelius Lucas starting at left tackle right now. I might, I know his first name is Cornelius. I, his last name might not be Lucas. Sorry to Cornelius Lucas if you're watching, but. I mean, the only other player I could see him possibly. Is a linebacker, in my opinion. I think they have a big need there, but what were you going to say? I was going to say linebacker and yeah. say Zayvon Collins, but... Zayvon Collins, yeah. I was thinking, in my opinion, I was thinking Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa or Christian Derrissaw. So we're all over the place with this pick. I'm thinking we're probably going to end up seeing a coin flip. I would see Derrissaw. I'm cool with Derrissaw. I think my only problem with this team is who's he protecting? Like Fitzpatrick just is not the answer. You need to like find the quarterback now. I don't think Fitzpatrick is the answer, but I think he's a temporary. He's but like, but this next draft is supposedly so weak at quarterback. There's no good quarterback prospects. Obviously, we don't know yet until like the season starts. But for one, I'm not really buying that, and for two, if that's really the case, then maybe Washington will have the chance to take the first one available at like you know around 19 again, like they are in this year. And but are they going to win the division next year? Like, Dak's going to be healthy. Like, the only reason why they're at 19 is because they won the division. If they didn't win the division, they'd be right smack dab where the I think Cowboys if they want to win the division, they need to protect Fitzpatrick. He's a dude who likes to, you know, run around a little bit in the pocket. He can make time for himself, but in his advanced age, he can't be letting a guy like that get hit too, too often. Even a dude like Ryan Fitzpatrick. So I'm going to go, yeah. Christian Derrissaw, I think, is a good pick here. He already wore those colors in college at Virginia Tech, so he's going to look great in the Washington football team uniform. Interesting. And wasn't he like around like the O-line a bit? He's a versatile guy. He can play around a bit on the line. Not I don't know. If, know of, I don't honest. know. I, don't, I honestly don't know about I th- that. I th- I'm pretty sure he played all five positions. I'm going to take your word for it. I'm going to take your I word for it. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he played all five positions. I know Slater was a dude who played all five positions. Uh, I mean, probably, can you click on him and look? Oh, no, I already, yeah. Alright, so we're moving on now. Chicago Bears. I just, Chicago's just one of those teams where it's like, they need a quarterback, but then it's like... Chicago's another team that just needs a lot, you know? Like, for, for a team with the 20th overall pick, this is a team with a lot of needs. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean... Let me scroll down a little bit. Mm. I think it's too early to go Greg Newsome, but they need a corner. They need yeah. A no, weapon. I I thought about going Greg Newsome, keeping him but in Chicago. But it's kind of early to go for a weapon too. You know, yeah, they, there's no, no there's... good O line right now that I would take. It's just kind of a tough position being at twenty. It's it's definitely a tough spot. I think you could potentially look down, look to trade down maybe. I think Quiddy Pay still being on the board at twenty is a little bit disrespectful. Yeah, but you just can't like. That's not a good fit, I don't think. Well, that's what I'm saying. Who would trade up for Quiddy Pay, though? Because with the Colts and Titans and Jets coming up... I could see the... Titans and Jets would both take Quiddy Pay, so I think this would be a good spot for someone to potentially trade up. I would say that the Packers low-key might go there, but I don't see them moving. I don't know if the Packers... 
Yeah, I could. I was gonna say maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers even. See, I just. But what else do they give up? Like I know, like we're I'm not. Sure, like, I'm sure. I I I don't. You know, hypothetically, I don't know, but I'm sure they still like, have their first right. next year. I'm sure they got their third this year. So so two first. For no, two no, 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 no. I mean, like this this pick, like pick no, thirty-two. No, no, no. I, I was I, I was just saying random picks. I was suggesting probably thirty-two and a third this year. And that's it. And maybe to a move up and maybe a fifth next year or something like that. You know, just. Really? You Just, don't think it would be two firsts? I don't think so. No. You're moving from 32 to 20 and all the quarterbacks are off the board. Yeah, but a pass rush. He could be an elite pass rush. Well, he could and be. An elite pass rush I, is the second most I, important position. I, I understand, but I just... I just, I don't think the I Bears... Think, like, like we said, what are the Bears going to do here? There's not really a, anything jumping out. Unless I, they were to maybe say, go Caleb Farley, but I, I don't gonna know. I was going to say either Caleb Farley or Bateman. I was I was actually thinking the same two dudes in my head. You want to you want to coin flip through through them instead and just call it a what day. What do you want? I'll take I'll take Bateman. All right, get so, your phone. All right, true. We're using my phone for this one. So so I got talked into it. Bateman's gonna be tails and Caleb Farley's gonna be heads. I think they both fill needs for the Bears. Like I said, they have a lot of needs. So flip a coin on which one you want to fill. Flip a coin. It's tails. Dude. All right, it's tails again. Series just like so. Rashad Bateman is going here to the Chicago Bears. I, I don't hate that fit. I think that's a good fit. I think. I mean, I think it's a shitty fit just because of the fact that it's Andy Dalton throwing the ball. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna need someone to throw. Well, it to no, him. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's definitely. But it's just it's Andy Dalton. You need to get a quarterback. Like they still have not figured it out. I, I think the Bears are definitely a team we're gonna look to see take a quarterback in the second or third round in this draft. They just need something, dude. Maybe maybe Kyle Trask in round two, something like that. I'm a big Kyle Trask guy. He's probably my sixth favorite quarterback in the class. Do you have any opinion on the quarterbacks after five? I like Kyle Trask. I think he's interesting. Yeah, no, I don't I, know. I mean, I don't know how much of it was him and how much of it was the weapons. I agree. The he. Team. But I just like that he won a lot of games in the SEC last year. So. I was in the numbers he put up too. Like he was huge. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, very efficient with the football as well. Even up against Bama, like he looked good. Now we got pick 21. We got the Indianapolis Colts. Where do you oh, go here? Man, this is a tough one because I really want to go O-line here. But all of the top O-linemen are off the board. I think, you know, Farley's still there. I do Kadarius think it's interesting Tony. that Farley's still here. Yeah. I, I, I don't mean, like Kadarius Tony. I would see, not I, take Bateman, Kadarius Tony. Bateman would have been the guy for the Colts. Yeah, no, I, I think Bears definitely just snatched Bateman out, out from underneath the Colts. Um, Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. I'm gonna say Quiddy Pay is my pick. Because I mean, who do they have right now? Justin Houston. Yeah, and I don't even think Justin Houston's been re-signed yet. I think Quiddy Pay. It's not necessarily the need that the Colts were probably looking to fill going into the draft. You can get an O-lineman second round. I agree. I think with a with a with someone with Quiddy Pay still available, you don't do this for any edge rusher. I think their greatest need is definitely a left tackle, and they definitely need to uh, address that as soon as possible. But with someone with as much talent as Quiddy Pay still being available. Like I said, I just you know thought the Buccaneers should have potentially traded up for him. Um, I see no way the Colts pass him up at twenty one. And just because, also, I think that they would rather not be lined up on the opposite side of him. As now we have the Tennessee Titans picking at oh, twenty two. Oh yeah, yeah, very true. So, yeah. Quiddy Pay, yeah, could have been a potential target for the Titans, and which they definitely would have gone there. I, I feel think. Like. I love what just happened for the Titans. I think Caleb Farley just fell right into their laps. We've been talking about him for the past couple picks, and 
uh, after losing out on Adoree Jackson, the Titans need a new number one elite corner that can just shut down another team's number one, and that's exactly what Caleb Farley is. If he's healthy and on the field. But, yes, I agree. I think that – I mean, I honestly don't really know much about him just because he had to skip his pro day. Um, I didn't watch much film, you know. I can't lie. But <laughs> I've heard he's got a lot of upside, so – like, he might have the most upside I mean, he, if he, he can stay healthy. He, he won all of the top cornerback awards in his time in college. He's a, you know, he's he's definitely one of the top corners in this class. It's just, is if a matter of, is a, it's just a matter of if he can stay on the field or not. And I think uh, the Jets would have potentially liked to see Barley on the board for them here. So a couple dudes getting snatched out right from under the next team. But let's see what the Jets are going to do here at 23. I think you either got to go... Uh, Aziz or Greg Newsom, but I think it's too early for Greg Newsom, so I would go Aziz Ojolari. Looking around here, I'm thinking about it. Or maybe even a Travis Etienne or Javante Williams. I don't think they're going to go running back this early, especially especially after already taking a quarterback in round one and having a defensive coach. I think it makes a lot yeah, of sense for this look, to be defense. But look at this team right now. The Jets are just going to be the Zach Wilson show. They don't have a run game. They have no offensive line besides Mekhi Becton that's, like, solidified. Uh, you got Corey Davis, who, I'm sorry. You're, you're he, not wrong. He, I'm sorry. Corey Davis had a breakout season, and he still didn't even break 1,000 yards when anyone in this league can break 1,000 yards. You're not wrong, and I don't think the Jets would be wrong to take a player on offense here. I just think, I mean, imagine that you're a defensive coordinator getting hired as a head coach. I feel like at least one of your two first-round picks has to be on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you want to start building that defense up. You want to build your identity for your team as soon as possible. So I think Saleh goes defense here. Uh, I think specifically, I think Aziz Ojolari would be an interesting pick here. I just think that yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to argue with that. If 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 you're cool taking Aziz here for the Jets, I'm going to say Aziz Ojolari is probably the best three four outside linebacker here, which I believe is still the system the Jets are going to run. That's the system they've ran the past couple seasons. Um, I, I like Aziz here for the Jets. He's a great pass rusher. He fills a need for Salah, and he's a defensive player. Like I said, I mean you're not wrong, and I agree. I think that Aziz is potentially the pick, but I feel like. If you're gonna address like the quarterback and trying to build around him, I know that uh, Saul is a defensive-minded coach, but you gotta give Zach Wilson something to work with. You don't want him to go down the same route that Sam Darnold went and all the other quarterbacks went. So I think that Etn, you know, wow, could be a good wow. spark. But I, I'm not. I'll go. I'm not gonna do the coin flip just because I know it's not gonna go in my favor. I'm cool with no, Aziz. No, no, no. You, you, you want to see? You want to see? No, I'm cool with Aziz. All right, Aziz to the Jets. And uh, the, the Steelers could potentially be thankful that uh, ETN's on the board, but I'm telling you right now, I will not be giving I'm the Steelers not getting, ETN. Yeah, they're not getting ETN. Okay, never mind then. At 24, the Steelers are going to be taking... I know exactly who I want, but I'm going to let you uh, say your piece at first. Is it Leatherwood? It is Leatherwood. Ooh, see, I mean... I think Alex Leatherwood might be one of the most polished offensive linemen in the class. He's been a you know multiple year starter at Alabama, one of the you know best O line schools, at, you know best schools at producing O linemen in the past twenty years. He's huge. the The Steelers need someone huge. The Steelers need a lot of dudes that are huge. They lost Alejandro Villanueva. They lost Marquise Pouncey. They lost Matt Filer. They got holes all over the line, and I can almost guarantee you that Leatherwood will fill at least one. See, I was going to argue that Landon 
Dickerson might be the pick, but I mean, it's, either it's, way. It's another Alabama offensive lineman. You could kind of use the exact same argument. He fills a different need on that offensive line. But, I mean, you know, I'm cool with Leatherwood just because of Dickerson's health issues. All right. Leatherwood's going to be the pick then. Cool. Alex Leatherwood, 24 to the Steelers. Uh, if Najee Harris was available, I would take Najee absolutely every single yeah, time. Yeah, I think that's a Steelers running back right there. Who did we have Najee going to? I kind of forgot already. The Bills at 16. Bills at 16. That's who it was. That was wild. All right. Now we got the Jaguars at 25. and I do want to just say one thing. I know they got James Robinson, but I think you at least have to talk about the potential of Urban Meyer reuniting Trevor Lawrence with Travis Etienne here. And I think that that's like a good fit honestly just because you know Etienne's better in like a running back by committee backfield just because that's kind of what they did at Clemson as opposed to what Najee Najee's just like a dominant like yeah you know keep feeding him kind of similar to James Robinson and the Jaguars do I think um they, they do obviously have a pick at, at 33 at the top of the second round so they have another opportunity to fill one of their needs, so I'm not necessarily going to give them ETN yet. I want to see what else is available. I think um, they would definitely potentially look at Trevon Merrick, who I think is the top safety on the board. Uh, Greg Newsom still being available would be would be kind of nice for them. But honestly, I could I could see them going with a guy like uh, um, Kadarius Tony here to play alongside DJ Chark. I could see them going, you know. Landon Dickerson, you know, try and protect him. Definitely, I think just because their O line is kind of suspect at the moment. I think Jason Owe might be the best pass rusher left available. He ran a four three six, I believe, at his pro day, which is absolutely insane. I think there's a lot of options here, but I think honestly, just just for fun, I'm gonna say I think the Jaguars should, uh, are going to select Travis Etienne here at twenty five and. My reasoning behind that is I think if they want to get ETN, they're going to need to do it here. I think there's a lot of teams coming up that would potentially look to take a running back. Um, I think... Because the, the Cardinals are at pick 30 now. Oh, that's true. And we have the Panthers. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. Yeah, I don't think... Maybe they wouldn't go ETN here. They that's definitely would not. Point. Go, they would not. Shoot, you talked me out of that one. What are you thinking? You got anything, you got anything in mind? I... Landon Dickerson, I think they need to protect Trevor Lawrence. I think, you know, again, the health is a concern. He's kind of slow off the line. My only thing with Landon Dickerson is I know I know he can play multiple positions, but I, I, I believe their interior line isn't that bad. I know they have Brandon Linder playing there uh, at center. I know he's getting up there in age, but I just we're, – we're even going to look into this. This is – we're really going to make sure we're, we're doing the Jaguars right. Yeah, we, we want Trevor Lawrence to succeed. Because, I mean, I, I know there's a couple tackles left. You could obviously go with a guy like Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. You could look at, who, what are the other yeah, tackles? A.J. Kane. Con. Con. Kane, Con. same shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know. And Andrew Norwell. You know, Andrew Norwell's good. Cam Robinson. I don't, I don't, I don't think their offensive line is something that they're going to look to improve. I think, I, I think, think you should, though. I think this is you, a weapon or defense, in my opinion. I, they don't, I mean, Zayvon Collins, is that the pick? Jeremiah Wusu koromoa I think, could fill a lot of needs. Like, he can play a lot of different roles for wherever he goes. So I think he'd be an interesting just hybrid option here for the Jaguars. I think he'd be a huge steal here at 25. He's projected to go a lot higher than this in a lot of drafts. Um, so I'm probably, honestly, going to select Jeremiah Wusu koromoa with, with this pick. Um, he's just 
the dude with the most flexibility in terms of where he's going to be able to play in the Jaguars. I don't really think have any glaring, glaring needs here at 25, so I'm going to go JOK for the Jags. If the Jaguars didn't have any glaring needs, they wouldn't be 1-15. Well, obviously they got glaring needs, but they just, you know, it's not a, you know, I, I think Jeremiah Wusu-Koromo is going to be able to fill the same role that Telvin Smith played for them. You know, he's... he's the child molester? The child molester. We, I think we talked about this that exact, what I just said, and I knew it was going to come up. I think I said that exact same thing in our uh, mock draft episode, two episodes ago with Isaac, so... Yeah. I mean... Well, let's not get down that rabbit hole right now. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm not going to disagree with the Jeremiah pick. I think, you know, you might as well get some defensive versatility. You already went quarterback. Um, and I, I think you can still get ETN at 33 if that's what you're I think, yeah, do. no. I think ETN's definitely not the pick here for right now. Just because, like, they don't have any competition coming up to, like, or any, like, reason to take him. Fair enough. Brown's here at 26. Uh, I'm going to take, without even really thinking too much about it, I think the Browns do have a need in, in, in the interior D-line, and I think Christian Barmore is by far and away the best interior D-lineman in this class. And not often can you get the best player at his, at, you know, their position in the class at 26 overall. So I'm going to go Christian Barmore out of Alabama here to the Browns. Uh, he's a huge run stopper. Um, how much does Barmore weigh? Look that up. Or not look that up, but click that. Six three three ten, yeah. I mean, the dude's massive. He fills the need for the Browns. Lining that dude up next to Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney is going to be nasty and dangerous for the Browns if they choose to do that. See, I recently read a report about Barmore's uh, character concerns, so that is kind of concerning for Baker and Miles Garrett. I know. It's, I know. It's, it's, it's concerning, but, but I mean, he's, he's got to go sometime, and I mean, he's the top D tackle in the class. I would say that. How they, far you want him to fall? It's this weak interior defensive line draft, so they can fall as far as they want. Um, that I've, means the teams that have needs there need to take the top guys available. Yeah, but I think that they need a cornerback, too, and Greg Newsom is here, and I think that's a good pickup for them. I think that um, you know the Steelers obviously have their trio of weapons. The Bengals have their weapons. They just got Kyle Pitts. No, they didn't get Kyle Pitts in this, huh? They got Sewell. Never mind. Um the Bengals still have weapons. The Ravens just got Jamar Chase in this mock draft, so it's like, you know, Denzel Ward can't do it by himself. I know they just got John Johnson, but might as well solidify that secondary, get Greg Newsom. I mean, they, they also just invested in Greedy Williams a couple years ago. You're not talking Greedy, me into this. I Greedy think, Williams isn't good, though. Well, I know he isn't good. But that's but why you get Greg, they, they, Greg Newsom. Because I, I they understand, have to go, but... Because they're in a win-now situation. Because Baker's contract is coming up. They just picked up his fifth year. They're they, not got so, more, they got they're more not, talent in the secondary than they do on the interior D-line right now. Yeah, but like that's just... I feel like the secondary is more... I don't even like, think they've re-signed Sheldon Richardson, and Sheldon Richardson wasn't good. Like They need someone to play there, and you know... Barmore has to go at some point. I know he's got character concerns, but character that's good enough for me. So far, that's good enough for me. Are we going I'm Barmore? Flipping. We flip. We flipping a coin. We flipping a coin. All right. All right. I'll I'll using my phone it. or nah. yours. Flip a coin. It's heads this time. Oh, Greg Newsom. All right. I'm not. I'm not too mad about that. I. I, I think Barmore was the was, was the pick, but you, you know everyone's got to lose at some point. <laughs> And now we have the Carolina Panthers picking at 27. The first of the Panthers 
two picks in this in, in you know the next five actually. So this is kind of an interesting situation. The Panthers getting back not back to back late picks, but pretty close together late picks instead of the Ravens here. Panthers have a pretty big need on the O line. I know. Hmm, I'm actually gonna you want you want to look up the Panthers depth chart. I don't, I, I, this is where you start need to looking into what teams actually need. I think they could also potentially look to, to upgrade at receiver after losing uh, Curtis Samuel in free agency. No, they're not going to get receiver right now. They got DJ Moore still and um, Robbie Anderson. And they did. They also signed David Moore. That is a good point. Uh, they have Cameron Irving. Pat Dan Allen. Arnold's playing for the Panthers now. I did not know that. Yeah, Matt Paradis, the, John Miller. Yeah, we no. got no linemen. We're, one of these picks is going to be a no lineman. Who's the, I, I think we can wait on the O lineman. Who, who, who's the top tackle right now? Uh, that is a good question. We need to kind of remember where we're at right now. Got Liam Eichenberg. I I think okay yeah I I'm think, not taking Eichenberg. I'm yeah, taking no, Dickerson instead. Like I would so much right, well, have Dickerson. E- either way, I don't think we should go alignment with the first of their picks because oh, I think no, they can I get agree. any of these dudes unless you actually want Dickerson because I think the Packers would potentially look to take Dickerson at twenty nine. Is um, that what you're telling me? You're gonna want to take? I'm probably gonna take Dickerson at twenty nine. Well, we're but, gonna coin flip it. But, okay, well you're taking your chances then. Either way, I don't think the Ravens go alignment or not. Sorry, not the Ravens. I don't think the Panthers go alignment here. Um, Do they go Zayvon Collins or Joe Tryon? Trion. It wouldn't be Tryon. It'd be a Jason Owe, the, the, the dude that ran four three nine. I said earlier, if they were to go edge, but I don't know. I think I, I might even look at Trevon Merrick. I'm, I want to remember who the Panthers' safeties are right now. Um, I saw that few. <laughs> hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Uh, AJ Boye is on there. I kind of forgot about that. Yeah, no, I think they could definitely look at a safety. They got Justin Burris playing at free safety right now, alongside Jeremy Chin, who they drafted last season in the first and was a huge success. Yeah, no, I don't think they go safety here. I think that that's not a pressing issue, and I just feel like Trayvon Moeg or Morig is just whatever the hell how you say his name is just not that good. You could go with a linebacker too. I I, 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 think, I like the I way think... you think there. I think Zayvon Collins, you know. I, yeah, I, I was starting to lock my head in on that as well. I, I, you got no argument for me. I'm going to go Zayvon Collins here. He's, you know, kind of hopefully going to be able to play the role that Luke Keekley left behind. And we got the New Orleans, I was about to say Pelicans, Saints at pick 28. I got a feeling I know what you're going to do here, and I'm not a fan of it. I'm not going Kadarius Tony. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Um... See, this is another one where the, you just got a lot of options here with the Saints. I think... Jason Owe? I do like Owe. I think they'd potentially look to go with a... Get a Cam Jordan Not yet. I'm not getting him. I'm just saying... I'm we, we, got some, we, got some, we got some things to think about here. We got that Cam Jordan replacement. You know, he's starting to get old. What's going on? This might be another Barmore spot, to be honest with you. I'm almost thinking. No... See, you're you're a I huge just, Barmore hater, but well, no, I'm just saying like I don't think that's a need. Like they have more pressing needs than interior defensive linemen. I don't know who Malcolm Roach is. I'll be honest with you, and he's their starting, uh, their second starting D tackle right now, next to David Onyemata. Um, you know, there's a couple places you could go here. I think they also definitely do need to need a corner next to Marshawn Lattimore. Who are the top corners right now? Maybe Asante Samuel Jr., a guy like that, could go here. 
No, I just, I see that they just, hold on. You gotta go down and hit the ball. Yeah, there you go. No, I'll I think give that you Barmore. I'll give you Barmore. I was about. I was about to. T- t- I was talked out of Barmore. I was going to say Asante Samuel Jr. is my pick. I. I, th- I think the Saints' biggest need is a corner next to Lattimore, and I think. Uh, you don't like Chauncey or C.J. Gardner Johnson. He, he, he's their slot guy, and I think he also plays a lot of safety. And Patrick Robinson's like thirty something at this point, so I think, you know, like you said, corner is a huge, huge need. Yeah, but I feel like Asante Samuel is more of a second round talent. I disagree. I think he's a dude that's been talked about a lot recently. Um, people love, for some reason this year, corners that are sons of former M- NFL players with J.C. Horn, Patrick Sertan, and... Um, Asante Samuel yeah. Jr. now. Yeah. I, I, I think it makes sense. You want to flip a coin for Barmore, or are we taking Asante? You don't got to talk me out of Barmore. I, I'll take Asante. All right. Asante Samuel Jr. is going to be a pick here with but the Saints. I am not, however, going to let you take Landon Dickerson. Landon the Dickerson. Packers at 29. Landon Dickerson is going to be my pick here for the Packers. The Packers have so many needs on the offensive line. And like I said earlier, Dickerson does have the flexibility to play everywhere, especially center. The Packers need a center. They just you know let, let their all-pro center, Corey Lindsley, go. I think they're going Kyle Trask. No, I'm, oh, playing. I'm playing. No, they're they're. I think they're going. I think they'd go Kellen Mond if they were were to go with a QB. But yeah, no, I'm gonna say Landon Dickerson. What are you thinking? I'm thinking Kadarius Tony. I know that they have a history of not drafting receivers at all, but like, I just. You think this is the one? This is the one. Kadarius Tony is going to the Packers. You think? Yes. You're not talking me into it, but I know I'm not talking you out of it. So should I, we get the coin out? Yep. All right. Flip a coin. It's heads this time. Oh, Darius Tony to the Packers. I hate it. I hate it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, what, what, who, who's this? Cardinals. Pick? The Cardinals here at thirty. Jeez. Ooh. What are you thinking? Damn it! I don't want Barmore. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking but Barmore. But we need Barmore. I know you need Barmore. <laughs> what else? What else is on the board? If they were to potentially look at a corner, which I still think is their biggest need. Sante Samuel just went off the board. Eric Stokes, I'm not really... Yeah, no, I'm not sold on Eric Not Stokes. really feeling the corners. We, ooh, Landon Dickerson could be interesting. He could be. He could be. Is Chase Edmonds still around? Yeah. Yeah, no, we have Chase Edmonds. Okay, okay, okay yeah, you're good in the backfield. I think it has to be Barmore, honestly. Like, I, I'm just not going to get talked out of Barmore. Yeah, I, I, as much as I hate I don't to think say, Barmore is going to fall to the second round. I think that it's either Barmore or Dickerson, and I just feel like with how our offensive line is built, I feel like it's good enough. It's definitely good enough, especially for Kyler, who is like, still we just young got, and yeah, does we got run Brian around Winters, we got uh, Ryan, uh, Rodney Hudson, obviously. Yeah, I, we got I, I, I don't, back. It doesn't make sense to draft who's probably going to be a center after picking up Rodney Hudson in free agency. I think I think this has to be a um, who did I say it was was, was going to be? Barmore. Barmore, yeah. I think it has to be Barmore. I, I don't think Barmore falls to the second round. So, consensus, yeah, yeah Barmore. Barmore to the Cardinals at 30. All right, sounds good. And we got the Panthers' second pick now. and uh, Landon Dickerson. Landon Dickerson's still available. I want to make sure. Give me one second. Give me one second. I want to make sure. Their offensive line. I well, I, 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 know, I, I, know their, I know their offensive line is weak, but I want to say specifically their center because I don't think – yeah, Matt Paradis is their center. I don't think they would specifically take 
a dude who projects as a center at the next level when they don't need to upgrade at center. I think they would probably look to go tackle here with Cam Irving and Greg Little trying to man the, the left side at the moment. What are we looking at? With I don't Paredes? know. Matt Paradis is 31. He's getting up there in age. You can move him around, honestly. I don't think Matt Paradis... You could. I mean, you you can definitely move Landon Dickerson around. He played all five positions at exactly. Florida State before transferring. Exactly. You can move either... Whichever one you prefer. Whichever one you prefer. But it, in my opinion, if I'm going with... Because the only reason why I say that is because if you want to play Landon Dickerson at center, then guess what? If you want to keep Sam Darnold, then, you know, you build that relationship with the center and quarterback. They're both young. They build up together. I think this is an opportunity for, for me to probably teach you about a new guy you haven't heard of yet. For me, I think the Panthers are going to take Dylan Radens here out of North Dakota State. Uh, he protected Trey Lance, obviously, last season. Um, and I think he's probably the best tackle left on the board. I think Liam Eikenberg is also pretty solid. But Radens is massive. He's, he's mean. He's, you know, he's Everyone's huge in run defense. You can say they're all massive and mean. Well, no, nah, no, nah, But, like, he's talked about as, like, actually, like, a mean guy that's going to, like, you know, mess people up. Um, his ideal role is a starting NFL tackle with the ability to swing, it says. I think, I think he makes the most sense here. Uh, I don't know why you would go with a center when you kind of already have that as your already locked down position. So. See, but I feel like you could have just, like, traded – I feel like they could trade down and get him like later on in the second. You probably could, but looking at the other tackles that are available, it's just kind of a preference thing now. So I think after already trading down once, the Panthers are probably just going to sit here and take the tackle that they want out of those four guys just to guarantee that they're going to get at least one of them. And my favorite of the four being Sam Cosme, Liam Eikenberg, Dylan Radens, and Brady Christensen. I'm taking Radens every single time out of those four. Do you think there's a potential that they can go edge or defense at all? Uh, what did we what did we go with their with their other pick? I know I know it wasn't an O line. It was Zayvon Collins. Zayvon Collins, yeah. I, I don't think they go two defensive defensive players. I think they probably look to upgrade their line because I think that's one of their biggest weaknesses, and I think that's kind of why they why yeah. they traded down in this yeah, situation no, in the first point, place. I but I just don't like like I feel like you can easily get them in the second round. I don't know. You could go either way. I'm I'm sticking with Raidens, but you want I'm to going Landon it? Dickerson. All right, we're gonna we're gonna coin flip it then. So who do you want? You said uh, Dylan. Uh, Dylan. Dylan Raidens is is gonna be tails and Landon Dickerson is heads. Flip a coin. It's heads. Damn, he's on a roll. Landon Dickerson's gonna go here to the Panthers. I don't hate it. I just don't really understand. I, 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 I don't really understand saying. it. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think there's honestly even a better chance they would look to trade out than. And select another back-to-back Alabama dude. We got Barmore after Dickerson or Dickerson after Barmore. And now at pick thirty-two, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Final pick of the first round. Team with virtually no holes and can do whatever they want. But I know exactly what I want to do. What do you want to do? Because I don't know what I want to do. I want to go Jason Owe, who's one of the fastest edge rushers in the draft. The Bucks don't really have any needs, but. Some of their edge rushers are aging a little bit. I think he kind of projects similar to what Jason Pierre-Paul does. Um, yeah, I, I love Jason Owe. I think he's got huge potential. I don't think he really needs to play that much, which I think he's a little bit raw. He doesn't, you know, the Bucks aren't going to expect him to make a huge impact. I think he could potentially someday be one of the, you know, premier outside linebackers in the league, but... For now, I think he'd be a great project for the Bucks to work on while they continue to win Super Bowls. I mean, I don't know 
anything about OA, but you talked him up, and I think that if there's a player that's a project, why not put him on the best team? I mean, it's kind of hard not to succeed on a successful team led by Tom Brady, you know? It's just... If Kadarius Tony was chilling here, I'd consider de- that. But yeah, no, especially like the the defense too. Like all the players, all the veterans too. Especially they just won a championship. They have so much knowledge to bestow upon. Yeah, this Owe team. is a guy that's gonna learn and gonna exactly. get better, and probably he's got a low chance of busting, in my opinion. Like whoever I mean, goes I, here, I think has a low chance of busting. I was gonna say yeah. I don't think it matters who goes here. I feel like they're gonna be with the amount of time and just you know energy that they're gonna be given. Yeah, I no, like, the, the Bucks. the beauty about them is that they have a whole bunch of players that are still young and in their prime, and mixed with veterans, so, like, their window of being good could be longer than just this next couple of years. Probably not, though. Alright, so, with that, we got our draft finalized. We're quickly just gonna run through the picks here, just to re- refresh you guys, so, um, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars going Trevor Lawrence. We got Jets, Zach Wilson. The San Francisco 49ers going Mac Jones. We got the New England Patriots going Justin Fields. The Cincinnati Bengals going Penny Sewell. Dolphins going Pitts. Uh, and then we got the Chargers at seven trading up going with Rashawn Slater. We have the Ravens trading up getting Jamar Chase. We got the Broncos going Trey Lance. Cowboys going Sertain. Giants going Jalen Waddle. Eagles going Devontae Smith. We got the Lions, uh, who traded back, going with Micah Parsons. We have the Vikings getting Elijah Barrett Tucker. We got the Atlanta Falcons going with J.C. Horn at 15. We have the Buffalo Bills trading up to 16 and snagging Najee Harris. We got the Raiders going Tevin Jenkins at 17. The Miami Dolphins take Jalen Phillips. The Washington football team selects Christian Derrissaw. The Bears select Bateman. <laughs> Not Rashad, just Bateman. <laughs> Well, people know who Bateman is. <laughs> the, uh, the Indianapolis Colts are going to select Quiddy Pay. Tennessee Titans select Caleb Farley. New York Jets are going to select Aziz Ojolari. Steelers select Alex Leatherwood. The Jacksonville Jaguars select Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. This feels kind of homo, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Cleveland Browns select Greg Newsom. Uh, and then we got the Panthers selecting Zayvon Collins. Saints selected like we could have, bro. Hey, it's, 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 we Samuel. almost, we almost there. We on the final stretch. We gotta make it. The Packers <laughs> going to Darius Tony. We got the Cardinals taking Christian Barmore. We got the Panthers going Landon Dickerson. And we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going Jason Owe. And uh, signing off, that's going to be the actual first round of the 2021 NFL Draft. Probably not. There was way too many damn trades, but. I don't I, know. I, I, how I, many how many trades were there last year compared to this? I feel like this is a pretty How many trades were there? I don't know. Four, I think. Four first round trades? I feel like that's fair. I think four first round trades is But we've already seen two. That is true. That is true. Well Oh no, reg- three actually. Regardless, you know what we think is gonna happen. This is our consensus twenty twenty one NFL mock draft, so not really. Fuck you, Siri. Use it use it to bet with, use it to use use it for whatever you wanna use it for, but That's what we think is going to happen, and uh, until next time, have a good one. Peace.